Well, we have Brother Andrew Zimmerman here, and I think I met you for the first time at the spring conference last year. That was May, right? And it's been wonderful having you here. Your faith and your responsiveness to the presence and Word of God has been an inspiration to everybody. And um, so without further ado, I'm just going to turn it over to you and tell us what has God been doing in your life. Tell us your story. Take as much time or as little time as you want. Well, I, um, I was, uh, I, from, I'm from California. I grew, we won't hold it against you. <laughs> <laughs> I just got my Texas license plate, so. Good. Now, uh, any Texans uh, that see my license plate before they know I'm from California are, are okay with me now. But, um, uh, so yeah, so I was raised in California, and um, my mother and my father and, um, in a in a place outside of Los Angeles, and uh, it was, um, I was brought into a household where my parents would, would pray over me and, and, um, in the evening, and as I was going to bed, I remember nights where my mom would, would spend praying praying over me, and, and we'd read Bible stories, and I remember feeling, feeling something, feeling, feeling a really heaviness <laughs> about what a life is in accordance to what the stories were kind of impressing it in me, and and uh, in those stories, uh, it, it really left me with with with. I am never going to be capable of 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 accomplishing what this is is making me feel like I need to accomplish. That that all of these. I remember reading the the, the laws and the Mosaic laws, and knowing I I shouldn't lie, you know, and, and knowing that's so true. But how on earth am I ever gonna not lie? <laughs> and just thinking as a little boy in regards to my parents or friends and competitions and stuff like that, and um, and uh, and so, but that always stuck with me. Just this, there's something real about what these stories are telling me I, that needs to happen. And um, there was my my household, my parents, you know. Like many households, um, eventually split, um, and there was uh, a lot of disruptions. And in, in, uh, me and my my brothers, I'm one of four brothers and um, no sisters, and and so th- there was a, there was a heavy disruption in our household just because you know kids need their mom and their dad, and we still visited our dad on the weekends, and we spent the weeks with our our mother and. But I remember just always me and me and my brothers and watching my older brothers fight and and um, you know me I would kind of use this you know situation and just being a kid and being um, selfish um, I would kind of look for attention in a lot of places I'd look for attention at school especially um, I remember just doing whatever it takes in my classes to make somebody laugh or make you know make somebody uh, just draw attention to me and uh, make me feel like I, I have a place. And uh, so I'd get in trouble tons of times. I remember, I, I think I like broke the record for how many times you could be suspended <laughs> in grade school. And, um, and so I, uh, but it, it, that was my trajectory. I was kind of just looking for whatever it took to give me attention. And, and so I, uh, I remember I, I got a chance to go to a Christian camp when I was um, about like 15 years old, 
And so I went, I went to a camp and, um, and I really, I think what I was feeling and, um, because I, it really impacted me. I, I was, I was feeling something of the spirit of the Lord because, um, in a lot of those camps, there's, there's a real, you know, there's a, there's a seriousness that some, some people are taking, um, to, to that, um, that experience that these kids are going to have when they come. And, um, and I remember coming back from that camp um, and thinking, man, this is, this is what I feel like I need to do. I need to just give my life to God. And the way I pictured that was, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to look like one of those prophets in these stories that I'm reading. So I'm probably going to be some seemingly weird-looking guy ministering to some people out in the street somewhere. And, but that's how I thought of it. But I also, but what came with that, that thought was like, but my life's going to be in God's hands. It's not going to be me that's, that I'm going to have to worry about anymore because my attention is going to be Him and, and what His, like, what glory is due His name, what, you know, all of these things. And, but right away, that was, um, I was brought back into my life, which was um, high school and, and um, all my friends, and, and which was just heavy partying and drinking alcohol and, out of high school that, that went straight to young adults drinking and, and, and um, going to parties. And, um, and I just, I was caught in this, that now attention, I was still drawing attention to myself in, in many, many ways. And it was through being this party animal. And so um, I, uh, I remember out at the, the probably, I saw the fruit I saw a glimpse of what this life could could produce if I kept going this way when um, everything kind of crumbled around me, but it was still it was God's mercy because it wasn't it wasn't the full maturity of what it could have been. But I was um, playing house living with some young lady and and I was working uh, a job and I was showing up late very often because I was staying up all night drinking and waking up hungover and, and so I uh, showed up late one too many times and I lost my job and and uh, and I remember it was that girl's birthday and I couldn't I had no, I had no money because I was living paycheck to paycheck and so I couldn't buy her I couldn't take her out to eat or anything like that and but and I was just like completely sick with what I was seeing because there was this seed of something that that was implanted in me in those these times in my life with my parents and with at that camp and and I knew the Lord wanted me to give him everything and and I knew oh, this is a crossroads this is a time I think this is God reaching out to me and and so I decided okay God I'm gonna break up with this young lady I'm so sorry for all the hurt that you know at that time I was just that I probably caused her and but I knew this, there, I'm not going to help anybody if I keep going this way. And so I'm like, I just decided, what's the nearest church to me? And it ended up being this really big um, uh, non-denominational church right, right next to me. And I just decided, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to devote myself to being here and learning and, 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 and seeing what the Lord will do with me and just giving my life to God. And, and, and there, was a, there was a short, really short time where... I really felt like I was coming to know this God um, 
whom I read in these stories. And I remember sitting on my front porch at that time and looking at uh, just the trees and the bees and the birds and reading the Psalms and just feeling something. God, there was something more to life and I'm feeling something about this. And, I, and it felt really good. And, um, uh, and so I, I kept going to that church and I was learning more about God and, and it was good. And, um, but I remember really loving the stories in the Bible because of what was underlying, you know, all of these people who've given, given their lives to God was this tremendous peace. And I had not yet been given that in the measure I saw these people having that and um especially the stories in acts and you know where where these are the people that are fresh out of understanding who their savior is in a real revelatory sense and you know they've they gave their lives up they gave it up and they, they decided to to go for it and i was i was really discontent because that wasn't in my life and um and i remember going and i ended up working for that church for four or five years and going from person to person at that church and longing for something to be produced in us and, and sharing that and just, God, you know, have, trying to have a, a conversation, a real deep conversation with someone about who Jesus is and what, what is he asking us to do with our lives? And it feeling like a, a ricochet, <laughs> you know, when I'm pouring out my heart to somebody and, and um, even one of the pastors sometimes, and it just, the, what I wasn't trying to share with them just kind of hits a blank wall and falls and dies. And, um, and, and it was just like that working there and, and it didn't feel right to me. And there was a lot of people there that, that really, I feel like were not, um, uh, they, they weren't like that. There was a lot of people that weren't like that, but for the most part, it, the majority of those folks that there were, I, I really didn't feel anything in regards to they like this long visiting different people in different places and and I ended up visiting um, some group of house churches in Northern California and I remember praying with them and, and thinking wow they we're praying together and it feels like these people really want God they really want him and they really want to know God. And it feels like something's changing when we're praying because we're wanting to know God. And, and so I left and I was like, God, I need this in my life. I need people con continually to be praying this way with me. And I, uh, and so I asked God as soon as I came back to that trip, I came home with my wife in the kitchen. And I said, I told her everything that happened and, and, and we prayed together. And immediately this was one of the, the first times, God, I felt God answer my prayer in, in such a way. I was like, just something prompted me to look up this phrase of house churches that were near me at that time that I, I hadn't been able to find any information about until right then. It, it was just, I felt it in my heart. And so I looked them up and I noticed that there was some people going to be gathering at a Starbucks um, right next door to me. And so I went to that Starbucks the next morning and there were some brothers out there praying for a woman outside of the the Starbucks, which was immediately something very not like the church form of church that that I was a part of, but something I always longed for because I that was something I read about people caring for people in in, in a way like that. And so I um, I shared my 
my heart with these brothers and I immediately felt a strong connection. And, and, um, I, uh, and so we started gathering with them and, and uh, I, yeah, me and my wife started to know them more and I, and I really felt like God had brought me to, to those brothers and it ended up being all of the folks that, that moved to Chalice, Idaho because they felt a need um, for more of God in their life and to know God in, a, in the ways they know would be genuine and that, that, that the Lord would be, you know, glorified in their lives. And, and so uh, I met them and I, I, I was really overwhelmed with, with, man, these are brothers that feel like they long for him like me. And so I got to know them and we start, started spending a lot of time with them and I had a lot of weird things come up with the church I was working for where they started giving me um, kind of uh, uh, an ultimatum to whether I was going to start to be with them because that seems like I'm a pastor at the, with this group of house churches now. And, uh, and so I basically told them that if, um, if, if you're, you're asking me, you know, whether I want to fellowship with them or you, well, I, f- I know the Lord is calling me to these relationships with these men. And so it, that's going to be the answer. And so that started this long process of leaving that church, but I found these brothers and I was uh, thankful for them. And, and so immediately I, um, I met brother Zach and I got to spend like a few hours with him, listening to him teach one night. And that was the night they were deciding and they were sharing in tears that they, they felt the Lord calling them away um, and uh, moving so to Idaho. You, you've just broken ties with your church. Yes. <laughs> you just feel connected to this new group. And that night they tell you they're going to be leaving. Yes. Yeah. Or at least um, Zach. Zach was leaving and and a lot of brothers stayed and, and the, the relationships grew and and um, with with the folks that stayed and and um, but there was a there was something that I felt like you know we were still caught in the cyclical thing where we would feel zealous for the Lord and, and desire the Lord and press into whatever that would mean but it was like swatting at flies that you know <laughs> where you you couldn't hit um, and and so we uh, it was just like man, we know we need the Lord. We're thinking, we're praying in a way where, where God will supply what we need. And maybe there'll be something here or there that will change, but nothing will last. There's nothing that will, will deliver us from these patterns that are hurting us. And um, like our marriages, my, my, me and my wife specifically, we would always, we'd be talking about, about our future and it, it would end up in an argument because we had... Um, you know, there, there was just a lot of differing ways we thought about what we were going to do. And we know we needed the Lord, but we had no common, you know, understanding of, of what that would mean for our lives because there was just so many different people doing different things. And this was called Christianity. And um, like there, there's missionaries in third world countries. And that seems like they're giving their lives to the Lord. And I always kind of wanted to to, to pursue that and because it felt like well that would be very I'd have to be dependent on the Lord in a lot of ways and um, and so that would but it would always start this argument and and, and I remember we started to, a few more people started to move to Idaho um, Kevin Rumsey and 
um, who's here with us, and, and Riley Phillips, and a few other brothers here. And it started to dawn on me that we're not going to get what, what the Lord wants to give us if we just remain in the life that in the way we are doing it. This suburban, nothing, I mean, I guess they, it could work maybe in suburban lifestyle, but we try to connect with people and maybe we'll spend like two hours in fellowship and maybe feel something like God's doing something. And, but then immediately the next day, we'll all go back into our disconnected lives and where everybody's pursuing one, uh, a little bit different thing and whatever their dreams and aspirations were that were, you know, they felt like God was giving them, but there was no common you know, unity between us. And so uh, we kept in contact with a lot of these brothers and sisters that eventually came in contact with some folks that had been doing what they felt the Lord calling them to do for about 50 years. They'd been doing it. And, and then they were sharing me about what was going on in their lives. And, and, and these were brothers that I felt like were, were dealing with the same difficulties that I was dealing with, that with their, their households, and um, with, with knowing the God in the way they felt like they needed to know God. And they were telling me things like, you know, we, we're, we've met these people and we're, we're, they're telling us something that we're being satisfied with. There, there's, a, there's a life that is, is satisfying these longings. And not only that, we've experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit and we're speaking in tongues. And, I, and so I, I had this interior uh, or this inner argument with myself where it was like all right this baptism of the holy spirit thing you know i i had little you know understanding of that i knew pentecostals to be guys that carried around snakes <laughs> and um and so i uh i um but i i remember just feeling so much when they were sharing with me what god was doing that there was there was changes happening to their lives and in their families and 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 so I, I thought, okay, well, I could write all these brothers off and say that they're experiencing something way off that, and it's not from God, or I could trust them because I know God put them in my life. There was a, a, a time when I knew God put them in my life. And so, and it really just became clear, I need to trust them and I need to go see this for myself. And so, um, and that was all along the same time I was pursuing becoming this sidewalk missionary at in front of abortion clinics. And, and I remember me and Casey, got my wife, got into an argument one night, and it was about how I was going to become this um, sidewalk missionary and start to, you know, do that full time instead of working um, for where I was working at that time, delivering uniforms. And it was just like, we cannot come to a conclusion together. And, and I remember just being so broken. Me and my wife can't even get together and we can't, we can't do this together. Who am I to go out and start sharing the Lord with people when there's no, nothing in my life, despite whatever I, I thought was to my name of spiritual, religious Christianity and what I've done, there, I don't really have anything to show for it. And so it was very clear, if there's something about the the home that's changing in these brothers that I know the Lord's given to me in a relationship, and they're saying they're being delivered, I need to devote myself to my family. I need to devote myself to knowing the Lord in these ways that I've been writing off in my own life and in my my family's life. And so, I I got 
I learned that they were doing this seminar, this big seminar, and, and where they'd be sharing why they believe what they believe and, and um, really just bringing people in, into knowing them and, as people. And, um, and so I came over and I and this is This is May 2021. Yeah. Okay, yeah, year. just last year. And, and I remember on my way over there um, thinking, I, in the plane ride and the drive up, that I, I, there, there's things that I'm holding on to about my relationship with God that aren't true of who, what's actually happening in my life. That I, that I know the Holy Spirit, that He indwells me. There's just something really heavy. Like, I, I, I need to stop pretending with myself that things are, you know, are true, that I don't really actually believe anymore are true. That God's come and made it home inside my life. And even though I felt God so many times, it, it wasn't, there was nothing, there was more that I needed to have. And so I, I started thinking about these things that I need to just stop assuming of myself in my relationship with God. And, um, and so I came and I started to hear um, things and see for myself and seeing people worship. And, and I guess that's, that's one of the most th things that I'm, I'm continually in awe of is like just now being in a room with people that, that you know, there's, there's, a, there's a weight that's being thrown off. Everyone's throwing off a weight that's saying, there's, there's, we are satisfied with what we know about God or wow, you know, or how much we need God. And we're just saying no to it. God have every part of us and God's unity. And there's something that happens between us where we get together. And now it's like, he's bonded us together. His spirit is here. We're a house for God. And, um, and so I, I, um, I remember being in worship together with folks, you know, as we were reading the Bible and, and, and hearing different teachings that were just nothing like I've, I've ever heard of. I read the passages over and over again, but hadn't really understood what they were really saying. But we would, we would pour our hearts out together and God, a peace and a presence would come with that. And, um, and, and people were pursuing being indwelled by the Spirit of God. And, and, um, and so I would see people. I, I remember the first night I came, I saw a young lady um, fall to the floor crying, and, but there was a joy coming out of her that was like, how could that be manufactured? <laughs> Where is the, what's that coming from? Because this was always some temptation to believe. These people that are saying, you know, they speak in tongues or, or whatever it is, and, or that they know God in such a way where they can know, they could really know His will, you know, are they manufacturing something? Are they putting on a show? And that really wasn't the case at all. It had been, I had felt, I'd, I'd heard from people, you know, in my, earlier in life where I really did feel like they were putting on a show, but it wasn't like that, what I experienced here. So I needed, I needed to pursue it myself. I knew I needed to, I wanted more of God. And so I wanted to pursue it. And I remember just pouring my heart out and feeling like there was nothing around me that was keeping me from pouring my heart out. And so, and I, you know, never been in a situation, even in my own home, you know, I, 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 there was times I tried to, but I, I, I really didn't make the full sacrifice. And, but I'm seeing people here do that. And so I started pouring out my heart to God and, then, uh, and asking to know him in a way that where I would be satisfied with knowing him, that, that it would be an inner knowing, you know, not just the knowing about 
him. And, uh, and brothers who I just, you know, had met, but I, I really felt comfortable around because I could tell that they, there was a genuine caring that they were showing me. And, um, you know, as I was pouring my heart out in worship, some many nights that it was a week long seminar and, and they, uh, it would say things like, you're keeping something back. You need to let go. And immediately thinking, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to manufacture this. I'm not going to fake this. And, and really just not understanding, you know, what they're saying because they're, I love, these guys seem so nice, but I'm not going to do that. And so all week long, different times we'd worship and it, I'd be pouring my heart out and a brother would say some, the same thing to me. And, uh, and so I rejected it all week long. And then I was asking people about their testimony. How did, how did you experience the Lord come in and make a home in you? How did you feel, be filled? How were you filled with the Holy Spirit? And hearing all these stories and feeling so impacted by all of these different people and how tangible the stories were. And, and so, uh, there were the very last night of the seminar, I was, it was, uh, there's just a lot of tension in my heart because I knew I, I know I needed to see something take place before I went home um, inside, you know. And I, and so, some, one other um, man was pursuing, uh, dear brother was pursuing, um, knowing God in this way, and so, some folks made their house available to just pray all night. Um, it was like 20 people were willing to pray all night with us until we saw something take place, until we saw the Lord come and make a home in us. And, um, and so I went and, and I, I told them that I wanted, I wanted that to take place in me as well. And so we were praying and I was praying my heart out. My blood vessels were feeling like they're about to burst in my head. I remember being going through the whole gamut of emotions and feeling discouraged and then being encouraged by and sat down and, and shared with among all of these brothers and and that they were so gentle and tender to me and um but not wanting me to to cut myself short in the process and to pursue this to the full you know capacity and and so I needed to keep I knew I needed to keep pursuing it but something very revelatory that God had been sharing with me the whole week was this idea of, or these, these stories in the Bible were being illuminated, like the story of Zacchaeus. And um, where I remember hearing that, somebody talking about that story, and, and immediately feeling like I, I wanted to be in Zacchaeus' shoes, where I wanted to do whatever it took to get past all of the obstacles to see, to touch the Lord, to, to look in his eyes, to worship him with all of my heart, whatever it was, I wanted to kiss his feet. And I felt like, God, you're giving me the right desires in my heart for the first time in my life, you know, and feel this all week long. And, 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 and brothers would share this like uh, with me. And, and I remember just all these passages about the Lord sharing with me who, you know, how he wants us to treat one another. That, you know, if we, if we, ha you know, saw one another, who was uh, someone that was thirsty, we'd give him a glass of water. If we'd, we'd clothe the one who was naked, as if we were clothing him, you know, as if we were giving shelter to him. And, and then thinking, 
then I can act like Zacchaeus because I have these people around me that I feel the presence of the Lord with. I can hug the Lord because these people are ministering God's love to me. And I knew it. I felt the tangible just the tangible love that I hadn't experienced my whole Christian life in, in, in the way that it was consistent here. And, and so that night it became, it was like, God, this is what you'd been speaking to me all week. It was you telling me to do this. It wasn't a man to telling me to fake something. And, and, our, and so I stood up, I was like, okay. And I started talking to everybody. I said, if, if I would be a fool for the Lord, if I would, and then all of a sudden, God's presence fell so heavy on me and I stopped talking to everybody in the room and I started talking to the Lord and I said that you'll affirm to me that you'll you'll come and you'll you'll make a home in me and the rest was this fountain that came out of me that was not me and and I felt like I was shocked with lightning I felt like I was floating in the, in the air and I remember asking everybody was I floating and uh and then but then it was so clear I need to hug every single one of these men because this is this is the Lord who who's been talking to me through these people who aren't satisfied with anything but him whose whose presence he's been dwelling in and so like, I gave them all I gave everybody a hug and, and um and this was the beginning of I went home for a week and and I told my wife California. that, yeah, I told, told my wife, uh, okay, you know, we had been, we've been talking about visiting people all throughout the U.S. that we know and trying to find one person that we're going to see, we're going to look in the eyes and we're going to say, this, see the same conviction to not stop. Amen. We've been talking about that. And, and, um, and so I want us to just stop in Texas for, you know, a couple nights and <laughs> or for a week. Well, let's spend a week there. And, um, and she said, sure. And, uh, and so we made a stop in Arizona, saw some friends. And the next stop was, was spent the night in Amarillo. And the next stop was Waco. And we haven't left. <laughs> and because and I, I knew that we weren't going to leave. And, and my wife soon found out the same thing. And the testimony in my wife was the same thing. The trust that, that, that God is, meant, is, is, is cultivating in our hearts between us is something that I, I thought, oh, maybe when I'm 80 years old, I mean, if, if, our, if, you know, God continues our marriage and, and you know, by the grace of God, we're, you know, maybe when we're 80 years old, we'll know each other in the ways that we're knowing each other now. And, and you know, through the trials and the, the, the difficulties, God is producing a change in our lives. Um, our kids, this morning, my youngest, who's one years old, he just turned one. You know, I used to just think, okay, let them be one-year-olds, let them be two-year-olds until something, you know, they're able to understand right and wrong enough to, uh, for me to explain things to them. And, and just this morning, I sat my screaming one-year-old on my lap and, you know, there was a difficulty, but I knew if, if I kept him with me, in a way where he was just feeling he needed the correction coming from me, but, but the love and, the, and the, that I wasn't going to stop, I wasn't going to give in to him. And seeing my one-year-old being satisfied sitting on my lap and not screaming while I'm trying to pray with my family, God brought a unity to our, my family's little gathering together. Amen. And, uh, and this is just the, this is now, I, I know I'm set in a place with the people that aren't going to stop short. Amen. And, um, 
And so I'm just thankful to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.